Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio, Chicago edition. I'm here at Addington Gallery in the River North Arts District, and I am with Dan Addington, the owner of the gallery. And this is part two of um, a podcast that uh, would be up last week. And uh, we started talking about things and realized there was more to say. So actually, this is being recorded a little bit later on the same day that we did the one that was up last week. And we decided to let this one just go where it goes because uh, Dan has a lot to say. (laughs) There's always more to say. (laughs) Dan has a lot to say about artists and their careers. And um, he has uh, a great deal of experience with this as an artist himself and also because um, he runs this gallery. And before we get into that, I want to put in another plug for the exhibit that's up right now that has um, my work uh, is a solo feature in one room and the other room I'll let you tell about, Dan. There's four artists there. Yes, uh, it's four artists and it's a group show. And the name of the show is um, Chromicity. Oh. Which is an actual word. Chromicity. Okay. I hope, yeah, I hope. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I mean, it's a And word. spelling it right, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not spelling it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it, and it's about chroma. It's about yes. color. So the first room is very colorful mm-hmm. with four people I know. Kathleen Waterloo, uh, Lisa Pressman, yes. Joanne Matera. And, and Alicia Lachance. Yes. And the opening um, will have already taken place by the time you hear this, but... Uh, the show will be up until the end of August. So, so it's it, an ideal time to come and actually look at the art. You won't have to, like, jockey for position. Right. It, it's always better, really, to look. Absolutely. Uh, when Take your time. <laughs> other than the the opening is a fun party, and then um, to really look at it, you kind of need a little more quiet. So yeah. anyway, um, so that's a little shout-out for the show if you happen to be in the area or passing through. And, um, and the work that I'm showing, as I've mentioned before, is work that I did as a response to being in Greece in May, and there were a couple of podcasts about that. So this is the result of that time. So anyway, to get back to our um, rambling conversation <laughs> that we <laughs> recorded uh, earlier, um, you you have a lot of thoughts about um, kind of the arc of an artist's career. So we talked a bit in the last time about starting out and um, knowing that it takes a while to to get your feet on the ground with your work and then and then to be willing to um take some time to show your work in wherever you can show it and 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 then ideally looking for places where it's well respected where it's it's hung and lit well and could be it could be in places like a restaurant it could be in places like a university gallery or a community um, gallery and then we talked a little bit about that next step and you had an interesting comment which was uh, it's something a lot of people put off for a long time because they feel like they're not ready to approach yeah. a gallery yeah and yeah so so go from there yeah well next steps are always difficult right um, we don't because we I think we believe that timing is so important and you need to get the timing right the little anecdote that I always tell is that when I moved to Chicago, I went in, and we might have started that story in the last podcast, so here's the end <laughs> there of was, it. There were some starts and yeah. not starts. <laughs> but a guy, uh, um, uh, I went into a gallery hoping to get a job 
it was just, you know, I, I thought maybe I had a contact there and maybe he would at least know where I could get a job working in a gallery in the gallery um, district. Um, in that system, you know, um, I, I love the idea of being a curator and I wanted to kind of just hit the ground running when I moved to Chicago. And the guy, the first guy that I approached, um, who was an assistant curator in a pretty large gallery here in Chicago, said, uh, well, no, we don't have any jobs here. That's insane. But um, I remember your work from um, an exhibition that I, uh, that I juried and I uh, gave you your work a prize. Um, I wonder, do you have images of your <laughs> paintings? And I was, so the, he turned it on me. I was not, I was not ready as far as I was concerned to be showing my slides uh -huh. right away. But he didn't take, he took your work. And this though. is the era of slides. So, oh, right. was, yeah. so I, so everybody had their little sheet of slides. And what a lot of work that was. And yeah. <laughs> oh. And so, you know, it just so happened that I had picked up slides recently and I had a sheet of them in the truck. Ah. And so I uh, was parked right outside and I said, yeah, actually, I've got some slides. And he's like, bring them in. I couldn't believe, first of all, that he was that enthusiastic. And so that kind of flew in the face of the stereotype. Yes, of, yes. You know, they won't look at your stuff even if they know you. It's like arm's length. Yes. Not only did he look at my work. But he called the whole staff together. They must have been a slow day. I mean, I look in retrospect and go, they had nothing better to do. But they they gathered around this circular table in the front of the gallery by the window. And um, there were like four or five people You probably around. could not believe it. They didn't know who I was. I had just moved to Chicago. I was nobody. And they... And um, he took the slides and he passed them around and started having come. And then I didn't know what to do. So then I walked way back to the back room of the gallery right. and tried to kill. We'll time. let you people talk. <laughs> yeah, I, And I was peeking out every once in a while. What's going on up there? And then he called me up, uh, you know, maybe 10 minutes later, which was a long 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of figurative work in here. We don't show figurative work at this gallery. And I felt like saying... Yeah, that's okay. I didn't bring my work here to get shown. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. Go ahead. Reject me. I had yeah. never expected to be accepted. Right, right. No skin off my teeth. And then he goes, uh, you know, though, I can think of at least two or three galleries you should approach with these things. Ah. And I was like, well, I wow. Um, you know, first of all, uh, thank you for taking the time. Um because I just came here looking for job opportunities. But, uh, I, and he said, well, you know, one of the galleries I would send you to is right across the street. And I, if I were you right now, I'd take this sheet of slides. And you know what? I argued with him. I said, but you know, I don't have labels on the slides yet. <laughs> and I'm not sure if these are how I want to put my first foot forward in yes. Chicago. I feel like I've got a new series that's going to be really good. And I'm, and he was like, shut up. <laughs> So a lot of the the suggestions that I give artists now come from way early in my career yes. when I just was starting out. And I was lucky enough to bump into people who and were it, normal human beings. It, who and it absolutely up. does happen. You can meet some very, very impatient people who basically don't want to talk to you at all. And then, you know, I had a similar experience in Santa Fe one time where one gallery saying, well, not quite right, but I'm going to call this gallery next door and tell them you're coming over there and this kind of thing. <laughs> wow. 
And it was it was really um, because they all know each other, and yeah. it was really nice, you know. Yeah. And um, that particular little thread didn't lead to anything, but it certainly made me see that uh, there are some very very accommodating and very generous people that run yeah. galleries. And so sometimes it seems scary. I think when you, um, and w when you think about doing this and we've all been in galleries where you walk in and it's sort of an icy silence and nobody <laughs> greets you. And, um, and many, you know, they're the intimidating places. And frankly, you don't want to show your work in an intimidating space. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because when you go into a gallery, you want to, you know, as a artist, it is a a business arrangement. So you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel that it's a welcoming place right. and that the person um, that you would be dealing with is respectful and all those things. So um, so in a way, you you are interviewing the gallery yeah. as well as the gallery yeah. is interviewing you. But I, I'm sort of getting ahead of myself because we were talking about um, – the hesitancy to take that step right. and always thinking. And I had a lot of a list of excuses why it wasn't appropriate <laughs> to be doing what I was, what he was asking me to do. Yeah. And what's funny is I then took them across the street to that gallery and that was Gwenda J gallery. Ah, and then you ended up there. I ended up there. Uh, I mean, she immediately looked at the work and, uh, and she went through every slide on a little desktop projector and when she was done, she was like, hey, let's get a couple of these for a group show. I've already got the group show cast, but I like these enough. We'll find a little corner for two oh, or three of them. Yeah. And I was like blown away by that. And so like these were galleries that I had been coming up and viewing like with oh. with trepidation and just, you know, and and admiring from afar. You know, it's and very so intimidating. I was. Yeah, it can be so. Yeah. It's so hard to take that first step in person. I mean, it's easy enough to send off an email, whatever maybe, but the first time, you know, you're actually going to meet someone or you're just going in checking things out, um, then you can feel mm -hmm. this intimidating. And I, I wonder as a gallery person, because I think this is something artists wonder about, if they really, if they're going around checking out galleries, as we do, mm -hmm. <laughs> um what what do you feel is appropriate to say to the gallery person? They may say, do you have any questions? Are you interested in this artist and that sort of yeah. thing? Um, I will say, um, you may not agree, but what I say pretty much is I express some interest in the art and the gallery. And as soon as there's an opening in the conversation, I say that I am an artist myself looking for a gallery because mm -hmm. I don't want to give any false impression right. that I'm actually right. looking to buy something. Yeah. Um, that said, artists do buy paintings, so yeah. they shouldn't yeah. be turned off at all. But right. but most artists have had the experience of when you say that, the, the door closes. Right. So um, one thing that's worked on me, uh -huh. that's worked with me, not uh, so much when I've approached galleries, but when artists approach me, I mean, I'm aware of it now. And yeah. I think, and so I recommend this to other artists. Uh, I've had artists walk into the gallery and just honestly look at the work. And, yes. And if they found some things in the gallery interesting and they are engaged with that yes. work and then ask me a question about it and they're not doing it strategically, at least yes. as far as I Sincere. know. Sincere. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, what more do I want to have a conversation about? If, if no one else is there and I'm not in the middle of a deal, mm-hmm. you know, then uh, I would much rather talk to another artist about mm-hmm. art yes. than sit in front of that stupid computer, you know, <laughs> which has always got my time anyway. Uh-huh. And so having that conversation can blossom into a lot of things. Yes. And sooner or later, when an artist is talking to me about art and they're, they've got an intelligent point of view, it's not going to be long before I pick up on the fact that they're an artist. They don't have to tell me. They don't yes. have to use that line that you said. I'm uh-huh. actually an artist. First of all, if they're an artist, I figure most artists are already kind of at least have their radar out a little bit looking yes. for someplace yes. to show. Yes. And so I just assume that if you're an artist, you'd, you'd, uh-huh. you're open to showing in galleries. Uh-huh. So I just let that sit. Yeah. I tend to um, just have the conversation, honestly. Yeah. And if they're speaking intelligently about the work, sooner or later, I'm going to start. I, I, I move from the work that we're looking at and talking about to, I wonder what kind of work. Yes. And in fact, this afternoon, <laughs> this afternoon, when I came into the gallery to do this podcast, you were very engaged in conversation with an artist. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's so nice for for him, for you to just be able to just chat. And yeah. it was quite informal and interesting. And, um, and, and I've had that experience myself. It's like, um, as you said, starting out by, by being interested in the work, because mm-hmm. if you're not, you don't want to be in that gallery anyway. Yeah. So you're going around and you're looking and you're taking in the work. And, um, and I guess that sort of sets the stage then for the, totally does. for the owner to, be open to you. Well, because I'll tell you, if if someone gets to the point in the conversation where I'm the one asking the questions and and asking for information, mm-hmm. well, then you got me, right? Yeah. Like, you're not having to shove information down my throat anymore and being worried about that. Yes. Instead, I'm the one saying, so what kind of work do you do? And yes. it's an honest um, reaction to the way you spoke about painting. And ah. I think if you I – like, I like the way you talk about – I like the way you talk about painting, so I may end up liking the artwork. Maybe, maybe not. You know, but, yeah, but, but that, you never know. That's a and that's a great perspective, and I think most of us that have um, gone this route and and gone around, talked to people, and all that have had those experiences, and they're really nice. I mean, you 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 end up leaving feeling pretty good about stuff, even if it's not going to be the right calorie yeah, for you. Right. It's and elevating. You know, it feels good. Every positive connection you make mm-hmm. has potential to become something. Even if it's a year or two down the road, mm-hmm. you had a conversation with somebody and you might be able to pick up on that conversation later when you're taking a shot at that city. Let's say, you're, you, say you're traveling and you had that conversation. You're going to be able to, to recall a positive moment with that person. They may or may not remember it, uh-huh. but you'll be able to remind them, hey, we had this great chat, and I just yeah. thought, uh, now I'm back in town, and I just thought, um, do, do you have any, that maybe if you have a spare minute, you might have some suggestions for where I might go, or uh-huh. something yeah. like that. And I think that that um, that approach of saying, uh, or, or believing, feeling, mm-hmm. if this gallery isn't working, or you know they're not interested but it's a nice person and they're talking to you, where else would you suggest I go? That's yeah. perfect. That's That gives them the opportunity to help you out because 
-hmm. we've already made some kind of human connection and it helps you, you know, have some idea of where to go. So, um, so being a normal human being is (laughs) like in the end, that's the, everyone wants to know what the secret is to getting in galleries and getting exhibitions. (laughs) Being a normal human being is really, that's the secret because if you can go in and just have a conversation that doesn't seem weird, you know, where you're just relaxed and you're talking about the thing you love. Yes. And if you can't do that, then, you know, it's, it's really time to go back to the drawing board. And, and it's possible, you know, even if you never get around to talking about your work, you've just had a nice conversation. Right. I did that the other day. I walked up the street. I went into Carl Hammer Gallery. He was upstairs. And we started talking about one of his artists. And we had this great talk. And I was describing it later to a friend who said, what, you didn't tell him you're an artist? And I said, well, no, it never came up. You know, it was like it wasn't about me. Yeah. It was about somebody in his gallery that I liked. And, of course, you're in Chicago. So if you did have another conversation with him, you could say, hey. I've got a show down the street, by the way. Yes. And then all the pressure is off you know. <laughs> oh, right, right. have to evaluate you. But, uh, but yeah, I, f- I find that, that when you can get um, when you can get someone, uh, like a curator or a gallery owner, asking you about your work, you're just in the catbird seat then. It's yeah. a great position to be in. And, uh, and, that yeah. can and you get to... there by being a friendly, open, nice exactly. person like. who's interested in the work. Right. Well, that's probably the best getting into gallery advice that I've heard (laughs) the alternative is the guy that comes in the gallery and maybe does a 180 or a 360 in the gallery spins around looks at every piece really quick and then boom makes a beeline for your Uh front desk and and slams down his portfolio on and first of all he's carrying a big book of images that Uh. that's not even really the cool way to do it but (laughs) but you know he'll put down that he'll put down that book and he'll say uh, you know, um, I don't know if you show work like this, but uh, I'm looking for a gallery and, you know, your place is nice. Uh, I think oh, maybe, God. and he's already make, evaluating the gallery and, and talking about, I like that you do this. I'm not oh. so interested in that artist, but, and he, you know. And so it, are you, are you speaking from experience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Does it sound like it? Yeah. It oh, does. Yeah. It and, and yet it's hard. Time. It's kind of hard to believe, but I think. It's it's, it's an insecure thing, and people can overcompensate for their insecurity by yeah. being this kind of arrogant thing. And there may be a little hyperbole there when I recount this story to you, but it's one of many stories. And I think that I could go as far as saying about 50, maybe 40% of the conversations that I have with artists are like that. Really? They're all about themselves from the, from the very first moment. So if you're just able to come in and have a nice conversation, you're, you should already think of yourself, if you have a little bit of self-awareness and can have a nice conversation, you should already think of yourself as up in the upper 50 percentile in terms of chances to move forward in your career. Honestly, uh, it's, it's that, the, the, wow. uh, the pool is that weird out there. Wow. Okay. And those are sometimes good artists that are, that are doing decent work. Uh, not all, not usually. <laughs> but, you mean you but, mean the lower half of the fifty? Yeah, the, there yeah. are there are some good artists in the bad half of the fifty percent, but they don't know how to speak to other human beings, and so they're not good. And that's get the same it's sort of the stereotype of the arrogant, grumpy artist yeah. who has no human personality skills. You know, right. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So going back to the idea of the sort of the arc of someone's career. So mm-hmm. let's say. Let's say you're you're you've gotten your work into a gallery. You've got a good relationship with the gallery. 
what do you feel um, as a gallery owner, what do you like to see from your artists? Like what helps it be a good ongoing relationship? Oh, this, this is great. I could talk about this forever because I'm okay. We have about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll try. Um, but I, I'm constantly honing this myself until, uh-huh. you know, and I will be the rest of the time I ever am showing artwork. You know, it's, uh, an artist, uh, once they're in a, in a gallery, you know, you always have to be kind of thinking about that next thing, right? Yes. And so networking, as we've talked about, networking and having conversations outside of your uh, the situation that's already worked out is good. So in other words, the minute you are showing somewhere, and now social media takes care of a lot of this because uh-huh. social media is kind of like our... Uh, we've turned it into our kind of announcement tool. It's where we it's talk everything. about ourselves, yeah, right? Yeah. And so the minute you have a show somewhere, whether you're in a gallery or having a show in a nonprofit or something, mm-hmm. it gives us a real great opportunity to talk about ourselves in a way that is different than, hey, here's the latest piece from my studio. And those are all fine. But sometimes you want to go, uh, I'm having a show at this place. And then if you get a review, I got this review here. And you're kind of putting, a, um, you're adding some layers of legitimacy. So you're your saying you then. you want your artists in the gallery to let you in on these kind of things. When That's they, right. When they get reviews or they get other shows. They should be talking about them themselves. And they should be sending me an email saying, uh, this is happening. Oh. And with, with my career in my, you know. And it's in so interesting because I've heard that from another a gallery that I'm in and it was a big surprise to me and I'm not good yeah. at it but I think most people figure the galleries are mainly interested in whatever has to do with them yeah. but not they don't we as artists don't necessarily think of telling them about the bigger picture oh the big picture is so important and you're right I don't this is another one of those things where when I put on my artist hat I always forget to do this with the galleries yeah. that I am represented yeah. by and what will happen is your relationship with that gallery can quickly become stale just because there's they no don't know what's going on and unless if you do participate in social media you like you would see certain things yeah. on facebook about the people that are active on right. facebook but it's better to get a personal email and i'm look, sure i don't see every post oh right yeah. else nobody I does doing anything else in my life <laughs> And so there are there are weeks where I'll just go. I don't even make a conscious decision. I'm not one of those people that's like, you know what? Hey, listen, everybody, I'm off Facebook. Exactly. You know I, those kind of pronouncements. I just sometimes will slip off of it because mm-hmm. I've got a kid and I've got uh, family things going on and I've got mm-hmm. the gallery that I'm trying to run and and I'll sometimes post about the gallery, but I won't look at anyone else's yeah. for a whole week or something right, so right. longer. So it's nice when a gallery or when an artist will contact the gallery myself and say, um, hey, I just got into this show. I'm going to be at the so-and-so museum. I'm in a group show. Um, Just wanted to let you know. Or if they it's good for them to be in the practice of sending out a a newsletter. And so they should always have the gallery on that newsletter as well as, as we mentioned in the earlier podcast, um, other galleries that are prospects, oh, they yeah. should also be hearing about your career. So people should be knowing about your career, and why not the people that are also that are already intrinsic in your career? They yes. Should, you know what? If an artist calls me up tomorrow and says, "Hey, I'm in this um, 
in this university show. I've got a university show at uh, at Joe Blow University, and I'm really excited about it. I I would ask them what the dates are. Yeah, I jot them down. Yeah, and then when they got done with that conversation, I would probably either email or call the Chicago Gallery News and oh. say, "Hey, for the, our their upcoming issue, can you?" include this because they have a section on news yeah and they're just waiting for people to tell them about what their artists are doing beyond the walls oh. of that gallery and i know it's, a, it's like, a world that artists are not aware of yeah. I, unless i mean i wouldn't say nobody is but you know we don't tend to think about mm. it the the world of communication that the gallery needs to be involved in right. yeah and you're limiting the gallery by not giving them all that information and so that's good too um, and anything is, else that you that you uh, really appreciate what an artist does? Yes, it, this sounds really nuts and bolts, but um, you know it's funny. I, uh, so um, I have a gallery assistant here who was helping me with some last minute touch ups on the show, and he was lit overhearing some things I was saying in the podcast. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And he goes, Dan, why didn't you tell him about this thing? And it's like. You know, uh, and so what he was talking about was he gets to hear all my, you know, all my like spur of the moment gripes. And so he's like, Dan, why didn't you talk about the uh, the thing that you're always talking to me about, which, <laughs> which is, is what artists not preparing their work oh, correctly for, uh -huh. for exhibition. Not wired. And it's or... all I do when I'm sitting when I'm here in the gallery and I'm involved in installing a show. All I'm doing is going, I can't believe that they put the D-rings on like this. Or can you believe they didn't put wire on the back? You know, it's like all these yeah, things. Yeah. So uh, different artists have different styles um, or whatever with that. ways yeah. that they prepare. And some galleries have said, look, we don't want you to put wire on your work. Yeah. We prefer to just hang it from the, yeah. the cradle, cradle edges yeah. or something. And, and so everybody's got this different thing. But I think that good practice suggests that we think beyond the gallery. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is our the artist's destination oftentimes is I have to get these paintings ready for my gallery show. Yes. My destination is I have to make sure these paintings are ready for someone's home. Yes. Or someone's boardroom or someone's office. So to, when I'm thinking like that, I'm really thinking logistics, nuts and bolts kind of thing. And how being able to go into a place and smoothly install the work uh -huh. and not have to get hardware and put hardware on the back of their paintings right, and all of that. Right, right. Or putting in two, two screws or two nails in the wall. You know, um, human beings who live in homes like to be able to make adjustments sometimes uh -huh. too. And so you wanna, you wanna make everything as user-friendly as possible. Yeah. So when I walk into somebody's place with a home, I wanna be able to put a temporary hook uh -huh. And by the way, 90% of sales happen this way. Uh -huh. It takes a little bit of effort just to get into that home. Uh -huh. And when I'm there, the last thing I want to be doing is putzing around with something yeah. instead of having a good conversation. Running to the hardware store. Right. <laughs> so uh, we'll hang it on, on a temporary hook on the wall. And, and I want to be able to go, look at that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Instead of laboring over yes. an installation that may not stay. You yes. Know? Yeah. And so if somebody's got D-rings on the back and a wire across there and the wire is situated so that it doesn't extend up beyond the painting itself or get up even like within an inch or two uh -huh. of it, 
So it should uh, be taut on the back and low enough taut, down. It should be low enough down, that, uh, but fairly loose so that I can get my arm back behind there. Uh -huh. I mean, practice hanging your paintings in your own studio uh -huh. and see how hard it is. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people, and I've done this myself, will put wire on the back of their paintings and say, it's done, wrap it up, let's get, get it to the show. And they won't just take the time to... Like, just see what the logistics are like oh. when they have to hang it. Can you get your arm Good back point. there? Yeah. Is there enough slack in that wire that you can get it up over the oh, hook or the yeah. nail? Yeah. And then, if you're hanging just on one, is it peeking out above the top? Right, right. And you'd be amazed that artists that have been uh, exhibiting for 15 years, um, this is still an issue. Yeah. And I will talk, and, and it's not just me. Tons of other... Uh, gallery owners that I yeah. talk to have this same thing and it's like all they talk about sometimes and so <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a really brilliant brilliant insight yes yeah. it is very important and I think you know uh, in the other podcasts and I ask you what your uh, perspective as an artist is compared to running the gallery and I think I think you have answered the question <laughs> <laughs> between the two podcasts because the things that artists think about and the things that the gallery has to think about are they're pretty different yeah. you know and um so excellent perspectives and i'm afraid we're about out of time again but um any any last thought last <laughs> quickly and concisely well you know um i uh i think that there's a lot of and I hope that, that it's been interesting to listen to. There is a lot of common sense stuff in all of this. Yeah. But, but like with that last little bit we were talking about, doing your own kind of run through of, yeah. of what it's like to hang a show or whatever. Yeah. And those are important things. You, if you pay attention, you can learn a lot from yourself. Yeah. And just, you know, be always be thinking about honing your skills uh -huh. and putting your best foot forward for for the owners of the gallery and for the dealers, for the uh, for the curators in these nonprofit spaces, yeah, and and really, there are a lot of exhibition opportunities out there. And I think that when you do these nonprofits, um, they aren't always nonprofit. They often sell work. Oh yeah, and many of the nonprofit shows that I've been involved in, I've actually sold as much or more than in commercial gallery sure. spaces yeah. where I've had maybe one or two paintings sell in a show, uh -huh. but then I'll do a, a, a nonprofit show and three or four or five or more paintings will sell through connections made yeah. and, and stuff. So, so you just keep yeah. yourself open and do keep, those keep... shows as you do the other shows. And then Hopefully, as you start to do more commercial gallery shows, they will they will supplant some yes. of the smaller nonprofit things you're doing. But to have your uh, a foot in academia and to be showing for college audiences and stuff, you know, that's I think that's always going to be really important. That's, that's yeah. The the benefits that you get as an artist in learning to talk about your work in front of audiences and mm -hmm. and um, and just evaluating your own work when it's up mm -hmm. like that, uh, they're huge. You benefit right. a lot from that. And and these these can be community colleges and two-year mm -hmm. colleges and, and libraries even. And yeah, I have a few of those in my background and, mm -hmm. and they were important, absolutely. So, well, thank you so much, Dan. Yeah. Uh, once again, it's been a very interesting conversation. And um, thank you for joining me on The Messy Studio. My pleasure. Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. 
You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com, as well as www.rebeccacroll.com, and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.